A reading from the Acts of the Apostles. Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said, Leaders of the people and elders, if we are being examined today about a good deed done to a cripple, namely, by what means he was saved, then all of you and all the people of Israel should know that it was in the name of Jesus Christ the Nazarene, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead. In his name this man stands before you healed. He is the stone rejected by you, the builders, which has become the cornerstone. There is no salvation through anyone else, nor is there any name under heaven given to the human race by which we are to be saved. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Uh, you never know the things that you will learn about yourself during religious formation. Uh, for instance, in my case, uh, until I joined the order and started living with people from other parts of the country and other parts of the world, I had no idea that there were such a thing as stereotypes about Midwestern people. Um, as it turns out, we tend to be the kind of people uh, who are not the most direct communicators. We would much rather uh, tell you what you want to hear uh, than tell you what we really believe at times, right? Which means that we can be uh, friendly, uh, but not always get things done in the way that they should be done. Our East Coast friends uh, would certainly agree with this. And so when I read uh, readings like the one that we have today from Acts, in which we hear the preaching from the Apostle Peter, I can't help but be taken a little bit aback, right? Because as it turns out, I, I am a quite Midwestern person, right? Our uh, arguments with my little brother notwithstanding, I don't tend to be quite as confrontational as St. Peter is here. Uh, and yet, you know, here he is. This is the example that's been given before us as a model for what it means to preach Jesus Christ. He's not afraid to preach in the second person. Uh, he says, this Jesus whom, whom you crucified. He, of course, quotes Psalm 18, right? The stone rejected by the builders, which has become the cornerstone except he doesn't really quote Psalm 118, right? We know Psalm 118. That's how it goes. That's not what he says. He says, the stone rejected by you, the builders. He's even willing to um, interpret and adjust scripture so as to get his point across even more forcefully. I can't help but, but wonder what grade St. Peter might get if he pulled off something like this in topics in preaching class. Um, this is the type of example that's been put before us is what it means to be a charismatic preacher. And it just seems like Peter is, he's trying to, to push the knife in a little bit further with every sentence that he gives, right? So, so what are we supposed to take from this? What are we supposed to be doing as preachers here in the United States in the 21st century? And I certainly don't have all the answers, but I think it's something like this, that in the hand of an assailant, a knife is a weapon, but in the hand of a surgeon, the knife is a tool. I think we have to ask ourselves, are we sometimes afraid to use strong words because we are afraid that they will be weapons instead of tools? I know, at, at least for me, oftentimes when I'm preaching, the, the first thing that I'm thinking about is not necessarily 
what does God want me to say, or what, uh, what is the truth that needs, to be comp- that needs to be proclaimed in this circumstance? Oftentimes, no, instead it's, how will people receive this? Will people like what I have to say? Will people want to smile and talk to me and shake my hand and say, good job, brother, after? I think if there's anything that we've learned uh, in recent decades in our Catholic Church, it's that if we're not willing to ruffle some feathers with our preaching, we're probably not preaching with the boldness that's actually going to bring people to faith. I know along my own faith journey, the preachers that have had the greatest impact on me are not the ones who were afraid to challenge me in their preaching, but they were the ones who, like St. Peter here, were willing to be bold, to be direct, to wake me up from my sleep, right? So the question then remains, what are we supposed to do with this? And I think the difference between preaching with a weapon and preaching with a tool is this. Who is the center of attention? It's very clear when St. Peter is preaching here that Peter is not preaching about Peter. In fact, he's been hauled before the Sanhedrin precisely to put him on trial and to say, you've done this healing, you've done this deed, and we want to put you to death. But he's saying, no, no, you've already put the one to death who is on trial here today. In fact, this preaching isn't about Peter at all, it's about the Jesus whom whom was crucified, right? As we move forward in our lives as preachers, I think the biggest question that we have to ask is is not so much um, what feelings are going to arise as a result of our preaching, but instead it's who are we preaching? And if it really is Jesus Christ whom we're preaching, then yes, we should preach who we believe and we should believe in whom we preach.